Hello, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Evie, and we are two gals here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health, and self love. Twice a month, prepare for no filter and pure honesty, covering everything from improving your mental health to discovering your body. Welcome to Clitorally the Best, a conversation with Ginny from My Disabled Sex Life discussing disabilities and sex. Hey Ginny! Hello! <laughs> Hello! Hi! How are you? So good to have you on. I'm okay, thank you. Yes, mm. good. I'm just having a casual Sunday, sat in bed with my dogs, loving life. Aww, nice. That's the dream. That's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> totally, yes. How's life with Covid and oh, all that yeah. drama? Um, yeah, I don't. I have no access to like telly. I only watch like Netflix and online streaming programs and stuff like that. So Same. I don't. I don't listen to the radio in the car. I don't buy a paper. So <laughs> my only news that I found out about COVID stuff was at work on Saturday, and all of the patients were saying, you know, like bloody hell, we're going into another lockdown. And I'm like, are we? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's the best way to be. I know. Yeah. Just blissfully unaware of anything mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, otherwise so, it just it, takes a toll on you, doesn't it? It just gets very yeah. like negative. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. COVID is real. Mm. You can't escape from it. Every conversation is about COVID and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Over it. Yeah. Big time. Mm. Yes, <laughs> we're all over it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, oh, I never know what to say when people ask me to tell me about myself. <laughs> so, I'm Ginny. My pronouns are she, her. I'm 23, I'm bisexual, I live in Lancaster, I don't, know. I don't live in Lancaster, I live in <laughs> Lancashire, <laughs> um, nice. with my doggies, Ben and Alfie, they are beautiful Labradors, and they are the best things in my Aww, life. That's Kaylee's favourite dog breed. I know, they're so good. Um, so I'm a healthcare professional, which means I'm an essential worker, so I will be trotting on through through this second lockdown. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's about it, I'm disabled, woohoo. I have hypermobile <laughs> Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, <laughs> um, osteoarthritis, wow. and anxiety and depression. Um, mm-hmm. So I started my Instagram account, My Disabled Sex Life, in August of this year after I had gently dipped a toe into uh, the sex-positive universe that I discovered <laughs> on Instagram, and what a place to be. I absolutely love it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I discovered that shock horror, my pleasure as a disabled woman, matters. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, why not tell the world about that? Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy cake. My favourite colour is pink. And my mum and my grandma are my best friends. That's Aww. literally all you Amazing. need to know. Love it. <laughs> Love it. That, that, that is perfect. <laughs> yes, that's that good. So good. Mm. Yeah. How long have you been living with disability, Jimmy? Oh, so this is an interesting question. Um, me and my mum mm-hmm. sort of like literally she is my carer my soulmate my life and she has helped mm-hmm. me track my disability through like the various stages of my life mm-hmm. and um i started having joint dislocations and suffering with pain when i was wow. about eight years old and um oh. i saw sort of like every orthopedic surgeon throughout my local trust at the hospital mm-hmm. and nobody could really sort of figure out what was going on so i lived with pain i started having like problems with fatigue and concentrating at school and college I missed a hell of a lot of my later years of school to the point where they tried to take my mum to court for being a terrible parent and you know there's just there's just like no support for disabled students as is and when you don't have a diagnosis or anything like that it just Mm. becomes even more tricky 
Um, yeah. So I finally did get diagnosed when I was 18 by sort of like three rheumatologists and a geneticist with, mm. first of all, joint hypermobility, and then as a secondary diagnosis, uh, hypermobile illness Danlos syndrome. So I then found out that the um, EDS is genetic. So I have actually been living with it since birth, but oh, wow. a lot of people's symptoms come on at different times in their life. Like um, mm -hmm. some people say it's affected by hormonal changes, such as going through puberty or pregnancy. So mm -hmm. some women will only come into uh, experiencing Ehlers-Danlos syndrome um, after they've had their babies and you know, discovering that the pelvis oh literally falls apart during pregnancy and stuff like that. Oh my God. So, oh, that is not what you need as a new mother. Yeah, I know, yeah. you definitely don't. And my mum struggled with that herself and she spent like the first, from six weeks on in her pregnancy to the end um, in a wheelchair and really struggling with coping with that. Wow. And um, you know, so yeah, I've been struggling with my Ehlers-Danlos syndrome all my life and just didn't know and all of the mm. things that I've done all of the time and thought were totally normal turns out are just my alien body but you'll notice in yourselves like how you work as a person and how your body works as a person mm -hmm. you think that's everybody you know yeah. you don't know that you're different sort of thing until somebody's like yeah, you're that for you weirdo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you used to a diagnosis is yeah, that's what I was going to say, 10 years. Yeah, wow. big time. Yeah, I remember you saying in your podcast um, about struggling with the diagnosis with endometriosis and how what a process mm -hmm. that is to go through. And uh, yeah, li literally 10 years, and I think I'm pretty lucky in that I persisted and persisted. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would give up, and you are, you're past yeah. pillar to post. They've got to sort of rule everything out before they can get to you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it is tricky. And I sort of only realised how much I was struggling once I went to the university and was removed from that support bubble of my mum uh, driving me everywhere and looking after me. <laughs> and, and that's when my, uh, my anxiety and my depression definitely got worse because I didn't have that support and I didn't know what was happening to me. You yeah, know, sure. mm, I generally cope quite well. So living yeah, you're very with positive it is a as well, which I love. Yeah, yeah yes, big your time. positivity is sometimes that can actually. So many mm. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. But um, positivity with disability can be seen as like a lot of people, and even a doctor has said this to me. Like, are you sure you struggle with pain every day? Are you sure that like walking mm -hmm. makes you dislocate because you're sat here smiling? And you know, I kind of don't believe you. So it comes with a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword being positive. I know, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, what know, else are we gonna do? Do you want me to cry every day? Exactly. You know, you you kind of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You can't yeah. be you can't be positive about living in a disabled body. You can't love yourself because then you're obviously exaggerating or you're lying about your symptoms and stuff like that. Yeah. But I yeah. always have tried to be as positive as I can and, you know, this is my life and mm -hmm. I've been given this and, you know, it's me. And yeah. What, yeah. Why wouldn't I love that, you know? Very true. Oh, Very that's true. so good to hear. Mm. <laughs> And I bet like you're helping so many people as well, like the videos you post, like being completely open mm -hmm. about everything. That's just, it's really admirable. And yeah. Thank you. Yes. I really appreciate sure. saying that. <laughs> I, I, have, I have loved it. And getting, you know, sometimes I do feel like I am just sat in my, my bedroom, just waffling to myself. And then people <laughs> <Same>. message me. <laughs> yeah. um, people send me a message and just sort of say like, 
you know, I'm dating a guy and we're both disabled and we didn't think that we could have sex or you know, be in a relationship mm. because you know, nobody believes that we exist sort of thing. And, and mm. when you hear that, it really sort of makes it worthwhile. And I don't care whether I'm telling 10 people or 10,000, and I mean, I'm not, but you know, <laughs> it's important and it, yeah. it's good to talk about and I enjoy it. Yeah, big time. Yeah, even if you just help one, it still makes it. You know, yeah, that's what I said when quite, we started yeah. this. As long as I help, just even if I help just one person, then it yeah, we didn't think anyone it. would listen. To be honest, we were like, yeah. we're just going to waffle yeah. on with a microphone and see what happens. <laughs> we're yeah. fans, all right. I do find it's quite therapeutic as well. Like, like having yeah. a jabber on like Instagram Live or going on like on your IGTV, it, it does help just to get it all out. It did feel good Definitely. talking about endometriosis as well because it was like no one else cares or you maybe complained one too many times mm. and they're just like, yeah, we get it, you're in pain. So it felt kind of good yeah. to be able to talk to people that get it, no, it and is. care yeah. and then knowing that other people might listen to it and be like, I didn't think about that or that's so mm. good to hear or I feel Absolutely. validated. Yeah. Knowing mm. that you're not alone is mm-hmm. such an empowering experience and sh- like as much as everybody in the world is totally different we're all Mm -hmm. pretty much exactly the same as well we all suffer with the same fears and the same anxieties and the same struggles and you know they say that kindness costs nothing but it really doesn't and Mm -hmm. sharing your experiences and your story is a form of that and yeah why not yes angel (laughs) well it's probably time to start talking about sex because you know that's what we love (laughs) so how does um your chronic pain and stuff affect your sex life slash solo sex life because obviously solo Mm -hmm. sex life is as important big time Mm -hmm. yes it is so i'll talk about my solo sex life first um as i've always had a positive experience with solo sex Growing up as a teenager, I owned sex toys. I knew what I liked. I knew how to give myself pleasure. I knew like mm-hmm. what I wanted from that. I had the usual girl shame of, you know, we, we you know, in high school, you don't talk about that to people. Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> it's only sort of as I've grown older that I talked to sex about everybody. Mm-hmm. And the first person that talked to me about sex was my grandma and still is. She is filthy. That's amazing. Love it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to be that kind of grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be really She has always been so sex positive and always spoken to us about that, you know. Oh, and she really helped me come to the journey of my partnered sex. So, yeah, solo sex has always been like something that has, if anything, never been affected by my chronic pain or my mm-hmm. disability. Mm-hmm. Because, if anything, it's helped masturbation relieves yeah. stress tension pain gives mm-hmm. you endorphins happy days and that's yes. for everybody not just disabled <laughs> win folks. Win. absolutely yeah. so when i started having partnered sex and as i've mentioned obviously i'm bisexual so a lot mm-hmm. of my experiences with women were very positive because penetration is where my disability starts to really book up my sex life mm-hmm. so i have very very weak skin with Ehlers danlos syndrome and i tear very very easily from penetrative oh. sex oh so i literally didn't know that was happening until i because you know you're told growing up that like sex hurts for girls and women uh you're supposed to bleed during sex that sort of thing and absolutely mm-hmm. not let's mm-hmm. throw that in the no. bin right here I was literally (laughs) tearing and didn't know. I was so out of tune with what was happening for partnered sex. So, yeah. 
Um, and at this point, I'm only like 17, just nervous, lying back and thinking of England and was not <laughs> communicating my needs. Mm. So when I got in my first long-term relationship with a bloke, um, I sort of realised, let's not do that. So lube, lube, lube was the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. But I still didn't yes. realise that other parts of my disability were affecting my sex life in that I can't hold my own body weight, my hips can't extend very wide of, for fear of dislocating, um, I've yeah. had surgery on my right leg so it doesn't bend very well, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things physically were affecting and I wasn't adjusting anything to, mm -hmm. to that to make it better or easier because I didn't really know how. So I began to let sort of my sex life just lag and you know that really did affect everything about my sex life because when I did do it it was shit and it hurt and I didn't want to do it because I was tired all the time I was in pain all the time I didn't know how to communicate my feelings so it just came together as a big conglomerate of terrible <laughs> so <laughs> as you posted the other day um communication is the best lube mm -hmm. I could not <laughs> agree more everything I say on my page circles back to just talk about it mm -hmm. for like mm -hmm. five years of this relationship I've been sat miserable and all I had to do was just speak up and acknowledge yeah. that I have to have sex a little bit differently and mm -hmm. pleasure is important to me because you know a lot of people that I speak to that don't have disabled partners sort of think, well, so long as they're having a good time, you know, I'll just get on with oh, being miserable. It, yeah, yeah I know. Like, we shouldn't second. be doing that. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much how things were affecting me and how I'm trying to, like, get over that now mm -hmm. um, with yeah. just talking about it and educating myself and visibility is everything with sex in the disabled community so yeah it has affected it but now i'm trying to not let it and just because mm. i'm different and things need to be different for yeah. me doesn't mean i shouldn't be a partaking in an active sex life exactly and, and there's the no set way to have sex and like it's whatever time. suits you and yeah. i find like penetration isn't a, it doesn't have to be a big thing either there is like it's often mm. where i'll have sex and we won't pe like, penetration won't be a thing at all and like yeah. you still have a great time if not a better time absolutely yeah, mm. yeah and, and being part of the queer community i've you know i've always seen sex as other than penetration mm -hmm. and things like yeah. that but i really hate like the use of the word foreplay because that really does marginalize a lot of disabled people off like physically some disabled people can't touch or penetrate their partners because mm -hmm. of how their disability affects them and that is okay you are just as valid as having sex with your partner or without your partner if you sat at opposite ends of the beds masturbating to one another absolutely 100%. valid mm -hmm. and we need to get away from this Ugh, heteronormative <laughs> yes for sure partnered penetrative um, sex because yeah. even if you are oh sorry i was just gonna say oh, it, no, it's fine. like in a heteronormative <laughs> disabled couple um you know that's valid i forgot what i was gonna say but it's groovy we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> you no you're right non-penetrative non-penetrative oh i can't say that word non-penetrative <laughs> sex can be just more, usually more intimate it 
because you're not just mindlessly ramming. Um, and so, you know, even if you're able to, you know, just penetrate all the time, t- stop. Maybe just give the other stuff a go because it's it's so good. Absolutely. Yeah, and also the word foreplay. Yeah, and like the word foreplay suggests yeah. that there's um something to come after, and then like so, say if you're mm-hmm. you are having sex with this with like where you're not penetration, then you're like, oh, so what? I haven't completed it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, so yeah. you have, yeah. have sex. Mm. It just cuts out so many people. Yeah, Mm, absolutely. You are, and it just—it's unnecessary. Let's move on from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I completely agree. (laughs) Well, so you've said you've got a great relationship with yourself for solo sex. Uh, Are there any particular toys that you favoured that are because of? having a disability or any just that you just love anyway and also are there any toys you would say are great to have with a partner as if you can't do penetrative sex and you want to spice up the other stuff spice up it probably isn't a good word to use but you know it, <laughs> toys to use together <laughs> be as spicy as you like so yes. this spice is a really um sex toys and disability is such a great question and it's a really broad one to answer like you say Mm -hmm. um there's toys that people can use disabled and on their own there's toys that people can use with a partner and sex Mm -hmm. aids that can be used to improve disabled sex with a partner um so i've done a review on my page of the ruby glow um which is like a non-penetrative ride-on i've seen uh, that absolutely bob on it was designed to be used sat in a chair so you know really opens it up if you can't uh, opens it up being the <laughs> pun there if, like, if you can't like open your hips or or sit on a ride on toy that kind of thing you can still yeah. experience pleasure sat in your wheelchair and absolutely i'm all for that so mm-hmm. you know there's other toys that can be adapted um to use with disabilities and partnered sex so like things like a wand would be good um, because yeah. you know quite powerful very very um easy to direct the um vibrations to an well, area yeah absolutely mm. and you can do all sorts of things with them so i would say that's like a very good like start out purchase for a couple that's thinking i'm not really sure where we want to go with this um but you know mm. that's something that we can use together because you, that is literally a massager you know you could you could if you had didn't have um good grip in your hands or good mobility with your hands you could still like tape that to yourself and mm. uh, you know use it with your partner mm. in that way and physically you could just use it to massage your partner and get intimacy there you mm. know a lot of people... think about taping yeah that's absolutely <laughs> oh we love a bit of tape i think that's something that is really <laughs> understated about the disabled community is how adaptive we can be to sex yeah <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> We know what works for us. Um, mm. Certain people's different erogenous zones and things like that. You are going to work mm. those in, and that you better believe we're going to make this happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> determined. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely think like anything that's going to, especially with uh, disabled women, stif- stimulate the clitoris, give us pleasure. You know, especially if penetration is not the one for you, mm-hmm. and mm. things like that. But yeah, good old wand, easy to grip, easy buttons, big flexible that kind of thing and tape i would say so um yeah love (laughs) it so as i've said like a billion times on my page disability is such a massive spectrum and what works for me and my partner and me and my body might not work for somebody else Mm -hmm. um so there are 
I believe like more sex toys are becoming on the market that are designed specifically to be adapted for disabled people and different mm -hmm. bodies, um, which is good. So somebody that is self-professed the disabled daddy of the world, Andrew Gerzer, who I absolutely <gasps> love. <laughs> he was on he Come Curious the other day, wasn't he? Oh he my gosh, cool. brilliant. He does, a, he does a, a podcast, Disability After Dark, and it is the funniest, sexiest thing you've ever heard. I love anyway, it. <laughs> they've designed a toy that's like a pool noodle that can literally just like wrap the whole way around someone's body. Oh wow. And I just think like it's so fantastic that more and more things and at the end of the day, um, the more people design things for themselves and with themselves in mind, the mm -hmm. more we're going to get out of anything and everything to do with the sex community. So, you mm -hmm. know, there's things like cushions, sex swings, pillows, stuff yeah. that can be used to adapt things and mm -hmm. uh, make positions more comfortable or physically uh, make somebody able to participate in a certain type of sex. Um, and these aids and devices do exist out there, but feel free to get creative if not, you know. Mm. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> I love how inclusive the sex toy community is becoming. Big time. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lovely. Well, I, I think it's my belief that there's something out there for everybody and we just got to find yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's half sure, the battle, yeah. I guess. In it, yeah. yeah. It is, is, obviously, it doesn't even, I mean, ignorantly it doesn't even cross my mind that some things may not be suitable for certain people like um you uh -huh. may not be able to mount a dildo on the wall and back up onto it because you can't stand up for a very long time that kind of thing or you may not be able to um, maintain a grip on a toy and these things i just don't think about and when you really think like you must have a tape i wouldn't have even thought about that that's genius ah yeah definitely and it's something that people have got sort of like lying around or it's dead cheap and accessible to get a bit of bondage mm. tape so that it sticks to the the toy in, in, in itself not you mm -hmm. so it's not going to cause any like skin irritations or uh, if like like me you've got weak skin you don't want to be ripping anything off and it's just oh, stuff no. like that yeah. that you've just got to consider but that is quite literally the definition of ableism is uh favor in in favor of uh able-bodied people so it is sort of if you don't have to think about that it is ableist, yeah. so we need mm, to yeah. create those solutions and get that gap in the market filled and 100%. generally be a more accessible society, full stop. Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm so glad that there's people like you educating the world yes. because, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mm, 100%. Thank you. Yeah, so carrying on with the ableist terms, how, mm. what, ones um mm. do you find are the most common that are offensive that people do or maybe do without realizing um that you yeah would like to address really gosh yes so it goes without saying that there are some absolute ableist no go not socially acceptable in any case and we are mm -hmm. moving away from those words um oh i don't even want to say them out loud um, you don't have to if you don't feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like how bad. Um, so I'll say some of the more common ones that aren't yeah. as bad as like the R word or the S word, which I'm assuming Ooh, you yeah. can make a connection. Yeah. Oh my God, um, yes. Absolutely, yeah. that is like mm -hmm. something that a lot of people would know that that is absolutely not 
acceptable. Yes. But stuff's like saying psycho, mental, crazy, insane. We've all done it a million mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. and still do and absolutely innocently don't think about that, which mm -hmm. is not, uh, doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you are intentionally being ableist and you hate disabled people. It's just, heck, I didn't have to think about that. It's never been a problem problem for me in my community and mm -hmm. I'm not marginalized in that way so it doesn't matter to me but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're purposely trying to be horrible but you know what I mean anyways yeah um so yeah ableism is a sneaky bugger and it comes into a lot of things that you wouldn't sort of necessarily know so I myself have encountered like outright blatant ableism in that I've been called a cripple Oh and God. yeah that was literally on christmas day as well like what a day oh honestly God. yeah yeah not very christmasy absolutely not no. um, but this person had never met me before they were um part of my family's it was someone that's in my family's son mm. and um he'd never met me before and i'd literally just walked through the door and he felt it totally acceptable to straight up just call me a cripple and oh my, that's like, horrible what yeah, why why would you but a lot more ableism that is far more subtle than that. Um, so there's a lot of things um, that I see as ableist that a lot of people are, like wouldn't. Like I don't like mm -hmm. the word cripple being used about me. But Andrew, as I mentioned earlier, Andrew Gerza uh, has reclaimed the word crip and uses that as a <laughs> term to empower himself. And like, yes, disabled crip daddy, all about that life. <laughs> So yes. I think ableism is a very, very personal thing. And mm -hmm. um, when you're dealing with a specific individual disabled person, the best thing to do is just sort of just not talk about the disability or about what it is to them until they bring it up and you can see gauging what terms they find yeah. acceptable to use. And I think that's a very good thing to be like with everybody, not to assume somebody's pronouns, not to assume somebody's ability. Because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people in this country live with invisible disabilities. Um, as high as, where's my statistic? 29 million people live with chronic pain and that is an entirely invisible condition wow. so why are we oh just assuming that they are an able-bodied person and mm. therefore we would use a term that would be appropriate for an able-bodied person when they actually aren't so it isn't so yeah. you know just like straight's not the norm thin's not the norm white's not the norm able-bodied isn't the norm and we're trying to move away from that so mm. some common mm. um ableist terms that you can easily avoid is instead of saying that someone suffers with a disability or is a victim of a disability, mm -hmm. in the same way that we don't call survivors of sexual assault victims, we call them survivors, you know, it's mm -hmm. easier right. to say um, somebody has a disability or lives with a disability. Because okay. if you're saying that someone is, suffers from something or is a victim of something, you know, although that suffering with something might be part of their condition it's just reducing them down just specifically to yeah. that condition i am more than my disability although i am mm -hmm. so proud to identify as disabled it's not the only thing about me you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. um so instead of saying like oh that's a normal person we say an able-bodied person or a non-disabled person instead of somebody's wheelchair bound say that they're a wheelchair user instead of saying yeah. brain damaged say brain injured or a brain injury just try and be a little bit more delicate with how we're saying things and you know that's yeah. 
that's the way forward with everything really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and some very, very good ways that we can fight ableism and avoid doing ableist things. And as I sort of touched on in the beginning, and as you said, um, Kaylee, um, just because you've like never thought about it doesn't mean it's a thing. And if you don't have to think about where you're going on a night out or out for a meal mm -hmm. or to the shops, if you don't have to think about how accessible that place is going to be for you, that's an ableist thing. Um, yeah. You know, so definitely don't park in disabled spaces oh my goodness, if you no. don't need one. It's <laughs> the most basic. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't like the people that challenge disabled people in parking oh, yeah. spaces, especially if it's in, in, in a chronic invisible illness or whatever. Mm. You know, if they have a blue badge displayed, assume they have the right to park there. If they don't, kick off about it. If it's <laughs> a team full of builders parked outside the co-op in the only disabled parking space so they can buy SIGs and use the cash machine, please, as an able-bodied person, kick off about it. It's mm. not acceptable in the same way that it's not acceptable to listen to someone make a sexist remark or a racist remark and not say anything. Yeah. Don't do yeah. that with disabled people. You know, we have to be caring about everybody in our communities and be respecting people's needs the same way that we would for anybody. Yeah. Um, mm. So there we go. That's that's my. Uh, thank you so much. No, that helps spaces. a lot. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah I, I, even before this, I was speaking to Evie about it just um, for some clarification. But this is perfect because a lot of that I just again I was being ableist. I hadn't considered a lot ignorance of ignorance as well, isn't it? Like ooh. big time. It's so ignorant, yeah. and I'm yeah. very guilty of that a lot. Of the Same. Time. Never yeah. got out of my way, but yes, I have. I don't think about that and stuff and that's not acceptable i think a very common misconception is that people will are always born with the de their disabilities anybody and everybody could become disabled at any point in their mm -hmm. life that's a good so point. it could always affect you so try yeah. and just be a little bit more considerate mm -hmm. and things like that absolutely and yeah consideration is key definitely there's yes. a lot of resources out there that aren't just me rambling and this is like my opinion and how i feel <laughs> about this um so please do reach out and follow disabled people learn from disabled people <laughs> no, I'm, i must confess i've never um you know i've never not done an ableist thing even as a, as a disabled person myself um and you know my mum is the absolute worst for seeing other people that have <laughs> invisible conditions and being like well i don't know why they're in a you know in this space and i'm like oh, mum no. i'm also not in a wheelchair and not like you know visibly yeah. disabled yeah. so can we just cut that out <laughs> yeah, yeah do we need to stop making thing. assumptions don't we yeah when people yeah. are like i can't see it so it must not be exactly thing. yeah yeah it's way. not their right to start questioning people on what they should or should not be doing big yes. time and um so when i when i mentioned just briefly then about like following disabled people and um like making sure that your feed isn't just like people like you you know, you mm -hmm. should have marginalised people, trans people, people of colour, disabled people, people mm -hmm. that are different, because how else are we going to become better people and learn and enjoy? But definitely yeah. don't be sharing inspiration porn. 
And that can be something like, oh, look at this person here that was in a wheelchair and they have mm. miragi- m- you know, miraculously been cured and now they can walk. And isn't that amazing? Because that isn't mm. always the case for everybody. And, yeah. you know, when um, Chadwick Boseman so sadly passed away, there was so much inspiration porn about that um, and about how he had dealt with his illness and everything like that. People saying like, you know, he filmed Black Panther while struggling with terminal illness and things like that. Mm-hmm. So why can't you get off your ass and do the same? And that is absolutely not the way to, to yeah. be Yeah, and they forget that they were horrible to him before. Like, why is he so skinny? Why does he oh look so tired? God, they did not yeah. care until they were like, oh, I, oh, I didn't know that yep. he had a... <laughs> He had um, a terminal illness. I didn't know. Otherwise, I would have cared. Like, yeah, I would have been nice if I knew. (laughs) Why not just be nice to people anyway? That is not the way. How dare they? Absolutely. That has happened to me on so many occasions because I do work in healthcare, and you you would think that people would be nice when you know caring is literally the profession. Mm, And um, the amount of colleagues and people at university and. People that have literally said like, why shouldn't, why didn't, why don't you go and get a desk job because that would be easier for you, and sort of things like that. Like, you don't get to decide what I do with my life just because I might struggle with it or I'm different yeah. to you. Yeah. You know, it's people. really frustrating. Yes, people. Yeah. People. <laughs> people. <laughs> I say it on the regular. I'm saying it more and more because I just get more and more astounded by how stupid and horrible people Defo. can be. I'm just like, oh. That's the good thing about the lockdowns. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At least we don't have to see other humans. Mm. They're just animals and they're just brilliant. Yes. Yes, I recently got my own little pets and they are making my life. Wonderful. Oh, (laughs) so beautiful. Yeah, my dogs have been the best thing in my life. If I'm having a a heck of a day where I'm sobbing and I'm crying and my disability Mm. really is getting on top of me because... No, every day isn't smiling Ginny, happy Ginny that can cope reasonably within my Mm -hmm. functions. There'll be days where I can't do anything and I sometimes hate to say it, friends, but wish I didn't have my disability or even wish I weren't alive. And that is such a stark reality with chronic illnesses. It isn't all sunshines and rainbows. It is shit. It is hard. Um, Mm. Good and bad days. Yeah, definitely. So what would your message be to those living with disabilities that maybe don't have um, such a good support network or are struggling or don't know what to do next? Yeah, it breaks my heart when people don't have a good support network. There's somebody I chat to quite frequently on Instagram that um, is is disabled, um, can't work because of it in the job that they currently have. The job won't make adaptations to support them to work in the office um, with the rest of the colleagues won't make any adaptations for them to get any other support and family are awful about the illness and things like that and I just I really am blessed to have such a wonderful support network Um, and there are people out there that are suffering alone and I know I said not to use the word suffering but that is suffering to me if you can't truly express your your disability and Mm. make people understand that is awful so yeah, yeah, if you're living with yeah. chronic pain or a disability, you aren't alone. Um, you know. Yeah, reach out. It to can people. be yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's incredibly frustrating to live with chronic pain or a disability. And it can be really yeah. isolating. So definitely try and speak out. Um, you know, there are so many 
places that we can find information in our online communities. I really hope that everybody sort of stumbles into um, sex positivity and disabled positivity and everything like that because it has really been such a good thing for me and I've loved yeah. being in this. You know, you don't have to hide your pain. You don't have to m shrink your condition down um, and make it out that you're not struggling just for the comfort and ease of everybody else around you. That's internalized ableism. Like, if you feel you, you can't tell people that you're having a bad day or you're hurting because they'll judge you or whatever, yeah. no, yeah. that's that's their problem, not yours. Yeah, absolutely. Speak Very out true. about what what your your conditions like and everything like that. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose it must be even harder at the moment with COVID and a second lockdown. But oh, there are so, so many. Much. Um, I really, really worry. Online, there's a Facebook uh, support groups as well. I will rave about all day long because they're yeah. phenomenal, and you get to see that you are not alone, not at all. And, absolutely. Um, That's where I learned yeah. that a lot of my symptoms were actually Ehlers Danlos syndrome, and not just me. <laughs> Yeah, online yeah. <laughs> support groups are such a brilliant tool yeah um, absolutely but yeah like my main message and something that I always try and be so honest about is um that your life is worth so much and just because you're different and you're differently abled doesn't mean you don't deserve help love mm -hmm. compassion and most importantly pleasure and a banging sex life mm. yes um, <laughs> yes yes she needs spoken yes <laughs> disabled people need to stop accepting the ableism that they face in their life and call mm. it out you know if somebody has a negative response to being called out on their ableism in the same way that they would if you called them out on sexism or racism they are a mm -hmm. trash person cut them out of their life yes, and if someone's yes. made a simple mistake um, you know, that's absolutely fine. We're all about talking and learning. Nobody's perfect. But if somebody has refused to take on what you've said or is being horrible or saying nasty things about your disability, cut them out. Yes. 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 That's that is, my oh, You've got to protect friends. yourself first Big and foremost. Time. Big time. Oh, yeah. thank you, Ginny. Yeah. This has been great. Wow. Oh, and very informative. Yes. I've really yes. covered so it. much here. Good. I really so hope much. this helps someone. Yeah. yeah, me too. I do. Yeah, big time. Mm. So do you want to tell everybody where they can find you as well? Because they need to know about your Instagram. Absolutely. I am on Instagram at my disabled sex life. And you will find me there trying to talk about things and stuttering my way through life. No, doing a great good. Great, great job. <laughs> Thank you very much. The great yeah, good. I'm not yeah, on... no, I'm going to say great job. <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on Facebook, I am a nana and Instagram is the only platform I can figure out. <laughs> um, it's the best one. Yeah. I'm with you, Virginia, I don't understand. No, same. <laughs> but at My Disabled Sex Life has seriously become such a really important part of my life and... Mm. Um, you know, I've I've had a, about a week off posting. I've posted like a silly little reel and, and a photo of my Halloween costume, but I have had a oh, bit of time I saw off. that. As a, your outfit looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I decided, um, yeah, to dress up as a historical woman, Anne Boleyn, because not a lot has changed for women in the past X hundred years. So, you know. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> if you talk oh, about politics good. and sex, people think you're into witchcraft. Which you yeah. might well oh be, so, you well, know. Yeah. 
I love what? it. This Instagram is like a PSA to the world. Community. Yes. <laughs> PSA to the world. Check yourself. Check your ableist terms. Educate yes. yourselves. And Please have do. some consideration. I will too. Yes. I'm learning every day. And I hope that yeah, other people big time. welcome yeah. that too. And as long as you accept that you're learning, because we, obviously we all make mistakes, but as long as you accept it, you check yourself. And, yeah. As long yeah. as you're trying. Definitely. 100%. I bet there'll be somebody that'll check me on this and be like, hey, hey. So yes, I must disclose <laughs> that this is my personal opinion and how I deal with my disability and how I think about the world. Mm-hmm. And if yep. you agree with that, please, please do enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Oh, yeah. Big love to our listeners. Go and check out Ginny yeah. at My Disabled Sex Life and just spread love. See spread you next love. time. Yes, thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.